Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Episode City. Something city, called City. city. Call it Fitty. This is City. Citizens. <laughs> LX is what I put on the uh, episode title in great uh, Super Bowl style. Large uh, extra. <laughs> large extra, that's right. Uh, episode 60 of the Play It By Ear podcast. Welcome one, welcome all. Uh, six in the room thus far. Please check in. And uh, our first check-in, Savannah Brown. Uh, Hello, I will mention Savannah here Savannah. shortly. Savannah, our very newest Earbud Hall of Famer. Thank you, Savannah. Go go into a little bit more detail on that momentarily. Howard's in the house. Hello, Howard. Howard. Welcome, Johnny. Hello, Johnny. Hello, Howard again. <laughs> There's Treva. Sorry, I, I, I hit the wrong. Oh, okay. Hello, Treva. Wrong, wrong continuum here. Uh, Miss Wilson. Hello, Miss Wilson. Miss Wilson. Yes. All right. Uh, the room will continue to fill up, I'm sure. Uh, Sabrina with us uh, just joined in. Howdy. Welcome. All right. Once again, episode 60 of the Play By Your Podcast. Uh, want to uh, bring attention to our website. I'm on the wrong part of the screen. Now I can point to visit. Visit our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. And you can register for email updates on our show. And uh, that is right on, the, actually on top of every page on the website. Uh, you can uh, make those registrations and uh, you can get, uh, again, updates on uh, anything we might send out. Uh, we send calendar invites to these uh, tapings. We send uh, reminders on when our audio uh, is released, which is generally 3 a.m. on Friday morning. And I, I just randomly chose 3 a.m. because people go to work early and it'll be there for when they go to work on Friday morning. Seems to be working out okay, so that's kind of where it'll be. But uh, until they get the out loud notification at 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Please uh, set your uh, notifications to silent so that uh, notification does come through and wake you up. Mr. Heron, welcome. Hello, hello, sir. All right. So uh, if you've not been with us before, uh, we all come to the table with a topic. And we talk 20-ish minutes on each topic and uh, more on the ish and less on the 20. As we always say, it kind of gives a little bit of a uh, structure to the show, but not so structured that we are constricted. Nothing. I hate to be constricted. <laughs> yes, we cannot be contained. All right, so with that uh, we are in order on the screen as we will be uh, giving our topics i will be first brady in the middle and todd will round it out this evening and uh trying to find my uh, clock app i'm having struggling with that there it is okay timer podcast 20 minutes okay so 
starting out episode 60 with a, uh, and we, we text these things back and forth about possible topic ideas, uh, and we generally will just give a line and say, topic, question mark, and you know, the others will say yes, no, generally it's yes, I mean, we, I, I don't think anyone's ever shot down a topic, really, we just kind of shoot these things back and forth, and then that's about the end of the discussion, because again, we want to play it by ear, and that's what we do here, but anywho... Uh, my topic was one that uh, I shot out on a text about uh, two weeks ago, I think. And it's one really near and dear to my heart because I I am partial to 70s uh, rock, pop. Uh, in this case, our topic being story songs. And uh, I say 70s because it seems like the 70s, although we have story songs in... Uh, many different uh, decades, eras. Uh, 70s seem to be the, uh, the uh, key point as to where those story songs seem to occur. So, I have a list. Uh, we'll kind of look around on the list. I won't give you the list uh, in top 10, top 20 order. We'll just kind of bounce around on it because, honestly, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know some of these songs. So, like I said, we'll kind of bounce around and we'll we'll talk about them as we uh, go along. Uh, sorry, technical difficulty there. Okay. Back to the uh, list. Okay, I will uh, again kind of bounce around on this list. Todd and Brady can chime in. Obviously, the audience we welcome what you have to say as well, uh, because you may know some of these songs and maybe I'll throw some of these out here. I and the first one on this list. And I think this is the top 20, but I honestly have never heard of this song. I'm not a Pink Floyd fan. And it's called Shine On You, Crazy Diamond. Diamond. I, I don't know that. I, uh, I know the song, but I didn't know it was a story. I guess I... I don't think I... Yeah. I, okay, I just haven't paid enough attention. Well, I'll read the description here. Okay, it says, The song is a tribute to one of the original Pink Floyd members, Sid Barrett. If you look closely at the title of the song, you'll see it spells out his first name, S-Y-D. Barrett was Pink Floyd's lead guitarist, penned the majority of their early hits. However, he began to have issues with mental health and was removed from the band in 1968, only three years after the band was founded. Um, So I guess uh, I don't know the lyrics to the the song. I guess that kind of tells a story about his mental health issues there, so... Maybe, Again, I, I don't know the song. Maybe I maybe I can, while you're working on some of these, I can pull up some lyrics so we can investigate further. That, that, that works. Okay. Uh, number two on this list is one. I, I, I love this song because, again, I'm a history guy. Not that this was necessarily a key historical event, but I, I think it, it's one that people know because of the song. Uh, the song brought attention to it, and I think in a certain area of the country, it was a fairly large historical event, and that was Gordon Lightfoot's great hit, The Wreck of the Edmunds Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> what makes one... You guys are laughing about a shipwreck here. It's not the shipwreck. It's the fact that... What, what makes one put that into a song? Like, what makes... And then... But yet, not even have it sound like a like not to not try to even disguise that it is a yeah, boring ass story totally. about a shipwreck. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I no, love the song too, but I don't. I, I don't know why. There's nothing musical about it. There's nothing. Uh, it's just. <laughs> the day it's like that a history the teacher's hit on Indian Drive. <laughs> well, and I guess the thing about it is too. It's not like there's a surprise at the end of the song because what happens is in the title of the song. <laughs> True. The ship's going to wreck. You mean Aquaman doesn't save it in the hidden verse? <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. I mean, you don't, you don't, nobody made a, uh, you know, a song out of the Titanic disaster. I mean, Sling Dion doesn't count. It just seems like, no. uh, seems like a weird, and again, I, I love this. It's a it's a guilty pleasure of mine as well, but it's not like you can dance to it. You can't even tap your foot to it. You can't. There's can't nothing you can do to it. to it but just sit there and get edumacated. That's all you can do. <laughs> well, you can, you can kind of sway. Yeah. I, I can't name another Gord. I, I assume all of his songs sound that way. For some reason, I don't know why. He, he may have a great catalog, but I just assume that all his songs... You better take care. Is that oh, Gordon that's him? Lightfoot? Yes, that is that's Gordon Lightfoot. Um, sundown is Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, I said ship. Yeah, I, I was I was bleeding my time there. Sundown. Sundown. <laughs> Surely he would have written two songs. Ship is down. <laughs> so Eric, real quick, just to back up, I won't obviously I won't read all the lyrics, but when you uh, uh, shine on you, crazy diamond, when you start looking at the lyrics, definitely. It starts out, remember when you were young, you shone like the sun, shine on you, crazy diamond. Now there's a look in your eyes like black holes in the sky. You were caught in the crossfire of childhood and stardom, blown on the steel breeze, coming on, come on your target for a faraway laughter. Come on, you stranger, you legend, you martyr and shine. So when you start reading it, you can de- definitely tell that they're talking about someone. A right. loss. How sneaky of them, though, to, uh, to use his yeah. initials to... And, uh, I don't know if we have any Floyd fans here in the room, if they were aware of that or not. Again, I've never even heard the song, so I can't really say. But Did you listen to it? In, uh, no, I didn't even listen to it. I'm I, guessing I guess I'll, you, maybe, maybe I'll listen to it after the show. Yeah, I'm thinking you've probably heard it. Dream Theater did a cover of it on one of their live albums, like a bit of it. But, you know, like I said, I'm kind of familiar, but not super familiar. So uh, the record of the Edmund Fitzgerald, back to that real quickly, uh, shipwreck happened in 1975 on Lake Superior. Now, Ed, uh, Gordon Lightfoot is Canadian, and most of Lake Superior is in Canada by border. So, I mean, that maybe kind of, I don't know where exactly in Canada he was from. Maybe it was around his area where he lived, and he thought that was a uh, something he wanted to write about. So it, it, it did well for him. So I've always wondered if Lake Superior is Lake Superior, then all the other lakes are they Lake Inferiors? <laughs> Inferior Lake one, Inferior right two, <laughs> three, and four. Yeah, well, I guess. I, but I, I've never been up that way. Uh, they say it's rather uh, impressive as far as what the song talks about in, in November. Some of those storms can be really uh, intense. So. Uh, and I, I, I've read some history on the, the shipwreck, and it is a really interesting story of the ship and how it uh, came to rest on that shoal there. And uh, you, know, you should read up on it if you haven't. I, but most of it act is shoal. I like that word, shoal. <laughs> shoal. I would but, be standing uh, on the shoal. I mean, the, the song doesn't deviate from the history of it. I mean, it's pretty much in there, but... Now, we don't know if the cook actually say said to the guys on the ship, nice to know you, been nice knowing you, and maybe he did. He thought they were going down. 
ship Maybe. on down of the big lake they call Gitchy Gummy. <laughs> now, Gitchy Gummy, there, there's one thing. I back yep. up on that. There's a Bugs Bunny cartoon that talks about Lake Gitchy Gummy, but I didn't know Gitchy Gummy was Lake Superior and until this we read, heard we this read song. Hiawatha. We read Hiawatha, our fresh Hiawatha. is from the from the shores of Gitchy Gummy. Well, like yeah, but I did Miss yeah, Wilson could pine on this. Yeah, but I didn't know it was Lake Superior. I didn't either. Well, there you go. This is a great line, though. The wind in the wires made a tattletale sound when the wave broke over the railing. <laughs> every man knew as the captain did, You have did to say too, it like that, Railing. And every man knew as the captain did, too, t'was the witch of November come stealing. That's a great line. That's awesome. And anytime you can throw the word t'was in any song that's exactly. not a Christmas carol, yeah, you're doing I, well. I'm a little bit disappointed he didn't show he didn't put twixt in there though. <laughs> now the shoal and the steel. Twix, and now he, he could have had the trifecta if you can throw the word air into a song that's not a hymn. You've done it. Someone needs to do that. Yeah. Twixt, to twas and air. Now those three songs, if you can put those into a pop song. And that's that's a guaranteed greatest hit right there. Yeah, it is. All right, moving on. Uh, again, one I didn't really consider a story song necessarily. It's the Stairway to Heaven. Very Tolkien-esque, but I, I it tells the story. I, I'm, I'm going to put that on the sidebar, though. I'm not going to get picky here. But, like, yes, it tells a story, but I like my story songs with a little bit more of a... Well... It is the lady we all know. That's about it. You know, that's about your only identification. You know, you, do you see what I mean? Yeah, it, it's rather general. Yeah. Yeah. But it tells a story about a greedy woman who is unnaturally optimistic about her un, very unpromising future. You know, whatever deep. that means. Very deep. Okay, a few comments here. Um... Ms. Wilson said the Edmund Fitzgerald first song she thought of. Uh, that if, if you're probably going to, I'm surprised it wasn't number one on that list, uh, aside from the, the Pink Floyd song but, that I'd never heard. Um, Cats in the Cradle, we haven't, and that, I'm sure that's on there somewhere. We haven't gone down the list yet. Uh, Miss Wilson, uh, to have to leave Pink Floyd because of mental problems seems ironic. I yeah. agreed. Um, Mr. Heron, Shine On is a great late night drinking song. As is the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Can, can I give you an example of a story song, why I don't think Stairway to Heaven is? But here's what I got in mind. And I know it's not going to be on a list, so it's okay. So I'm not going to, there won't be any spoilers. But. When I think of the ultimate story song, I think of this song, oh my God, I li- my mom grew up on 50s and 60s music. So it was a song called Patches. <laughs> I knew you were going to go here. I knew I was going there. Is it about a cat? No, Patches haunts me to this day. It, 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 it's like those 40s, 50s archetypes that don't exist anymore. Where this, there was a boy from the right side of the tracks, and he fell in love with an Appalachian girl who's father worked in the coal mine up at the hills and she was pretty patches her name was patches and when they were seeing each other and when his 
snooty family found out that they were seeing each other, she drowned herself in the river. In the last line of the song is, Pretty Patches, I'll be coming to your funeral. And I'm like, what kind of song is this? A, it has a name. It tells a story. But good God, if you think the Edmund Fitzgerald is a dark song, Patches, good Lord. Well, so Brady is haunted by Patches like I'm haunted like Nestor the Christmas Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and Todd, Patches is by, and I think you'll be surprised by this, Clarence Carter. Really? What? Get yes. Out. Clarence, Clarence Carter. Carter. Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. Yes, Clarence Old Carter. PCs, Clarence Carter. <laughs> I, uh, I think Clarence Carter did it originally, though. He did. He did the charter chart song. I don't know if he that was a remake, but the one he that charted. got on the charts did. Yeah. Oh. That's funny. That sounds funny. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he ch- he charted. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of patches, uh, the uh... <laughs> it's people watches. <laughs> um, I I don't really want to try to come up with so many songs because they might be on your list, but that that reminded me of another story song that I, I wonder if it'll be on your list, and that is a little uh, hazard by Richard Marks. Is that on your list? Well, you you say it now. I'll, I'll search the list here. Okay. We like I said, we're not tied to this. It's yeah, just it's, a, it's a story song when you think about it. I mean, it's a story of. Well, and and I I don't know if it's on this particular list. I'm still scrolling. It's not on this particular list, but there were other lists that I looked at before we went on. I did see Hazard on one of them. So yeah. Now that would qualify to some. You know, Richard Marks is one of those uh, Twitter accounts that I, I try to pick fights with, and he won't fight back with me. <laughs> but uh, other than that, he had great songs. Um, I want to throw this out there. I just looked at the lyrics, the Clarence Carter song, and it is called Patches, but it's a different Patches. Oh, different. There is no girl that flings herself in the river. Oh, gotcha. My bad. So the idea of it, for those of you that do not know Hazard by Richard Marks, I'm guessing, I mean, it's been a while since I've heard it, but isn't it, he's... He's kind of infatuated with a girl, right? And they yeah. spend some time together, and she yeah. ends up being found dead. Yes. Correct? Correct. And he's basically, which the refrain's, I swear I left her by the, by the river. He's saying that the last time he saw her, she was alive, and, and they were hanging out by the river, or is he confessing? Uh, I guess that's the, the question. I, I really can't say. I think he is falsely accused. He kind of alludes to the fact where the, everybody thought the kid's not right. And, you know, he he's, he is, he's, what do you call it? He's framed by cir- circumstantial evidence. Wrong well, place, wrong time. Yeah, because like no one understood what I felt for Mary. No one cared until the night she went out walking all alone and never came home. Men with a badge came knocking next morning. Here I was surrounded by a thousand fingers suddenly pointed right at me. I swear I left her by the river. I swear I left her safe and sound. I need to make it to the river and leave this old Nebraska town. See, I always thought the song was about Hazard, Kentucky. So did I. I didn't know it was Hazard, Nebraska. Is there a Hazard, Nebraska? Apparently so, but because I think I've told the story on here about me and my cousin, or my cousin and I, seeing uh, a severed foot in the middle of the road in Hazard. We swear to this day it was a, it was a severed foot. Not in a shoe, just a one foot um, laying in the in, underneath an under an overpass, like under an overpass. 
Uh, so if I don't know if Johnny's chimed in tonight, but if he if he is, he can uh, he can back um, that up. We we didn't go back and look, but we swear to this day it was a foot. Oh man, that's creepy. That is creepy. All right, moving on. Uh, not a fan of this next uh, gentleman here, but uh, I, I have heard of this song, and it, it it's a rather famous song. Hurricane by Bob Dylan about Hurricane Carter the boxer. Um, like I said, very uh, very prominent song as far as story songs go and songs in general. I guess people yeah. are generally familiar with that. I would definitely have to look up the lyrics for that because I couldn't get them by listening to Bob Dylan sing it. <laughs> well, that's yeah. true. Uh, next song on this list, and again, this is one I don't know necessarily, but uh, Eminem's song Stan. Yeah. Yeah. About a crazed stalker. Yeah. 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 And, and a I young man he... named Stan who became obsessed with the rapper, copying his look, confessing to harming himself, and eventually recording his suicide. I know that I didn't. I didn't know he did that. I, you know, I remember the song and video, but I don't think I ever followed the lyrics to the end of the song. Yeah. All right. Uh, next song, and I, I really like this song. The band, however, seems to be a controversial band in that it's very uh, div- divisive as far as people love them, people hate them, and I'm not sure why people would hate them. They, they just seem to be rather ordinary, but Coldplay, and the song Viva La Vida. I did not, a, I, I'm a fan of the band and I didn't even realize that was a story song. A retelling of the French Revolution and the death of King Louis XIV. Or 16th, okay. Okay. Never put it together. Yeah. Yeah. I used to rule the world. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, apologizing to the people, accepting his eternal fate and all that. Yeah. Now, I knew it was a story. I didn't know it was that story, but I mean, it well, does. Well, is there something? Is, can we, can we subcategorize some of these in that? Some of them are not so much a a story or a, like a linear beginning to end story, but some of them are. Are we confusing some that are just based on actual events or based on you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's based on an event, Sunday Bloody Sunday, you too. I mean, is that oh, a story yeah, that, song or is it just a song about an event? The, an yeah, event. Or is it like the old time troubadours that used to sing about historical events, and that's how you passed history? <laughs> yeah. Can I? I doubt this is going to be on the list, but like um, the the one that comes to mind is a story song. Is the uh, you know the Billy don't be a hero. Yeah, that. uh, And there are a couple like that because I kind of led the segment in. And by the way, Gary, uh, welcome Gary Troutman. He asked what what the topic of the segment is here. It's uh, great story songs is the topic. And we probably should do that if we kind of get to the middle of a segment re-announced because people come in and leave and whatever. But, uh, yeah, we're looking at great story songs here. And I, I opened up the segment talking about the 70s because I think that was a real uh, key point in the history of story songs. And that was one that came right to my mind. Billy, don't be a hero. Don't be yeah. a fool with your life. You know, you're going to go off to war and get yourself killed. And, yeah. You know, uh but it's not on the list here that I'm looking at. I'm sure it's on some list somewhere ah. because, again, I, I and I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think it should be 
rather high on any list. Oh, my mom just put in a, uh, she texted me a great story song. But I, this might be on the list, though. Am well, I what is it? Ed? Sure. Ode to Billy Joe. Ode to Billy Joe? About a jumps off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Yeah. And now um, it's on the 70, it's made for a TV movie based on the song. Yeah, uh, again, not on this particular list, but I, I'm familiar with it, and uh, yeah, I, I think it would qualify as far as I know. Sabrina right, uh, Parker? Yes. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'm going to put on these uh, comments here. Uh, Matt Young with us, and uh, he is true in his statement. Every song created and written by the Silver Fox, God rest his soul, Kenny Rogers. Coward County? Yes. Ruben James? <laughs> what about, like, what about songs like, I'm trying to think, uh, well, like Last Kiss. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. Pearl Jam remade it, but I can't remember. Who, did Tommy, did Tommy James originally, who originally did Last Possibly. Kiss? Possibly. Don't remember uh, but there were there were a lot of songs in that in that era of about that were that were story songs. I don't know if they were true. Okay. I'm sure they were, ba- you know, like Dead Man's Curve and uh, Sloop John right. B by the Beach Boys. The, you know, the whole yeah. idea of these tragic teenage demise, you know, songs like from, from the fifties. Right. Yeah, I, I assume they were all based on stories. I mean, yeah. So uh, Miss Wilson here, uh, ever the teacher used Hazard to teach why you shouldn't trust first-person point of view. If you look at it, she was supposed to be by herself, but he says he left her by the river. Yeah, see, awesome point, Miss Wilson, because I was thinking, I couldn't remember what the whole, but I remembered it was a deal where it was almost like he was confessing in his, you know what I mean? Like he was, his defense, his, his alibi, or his, you know, him saying he left her was kind of him saying that he was guilty. So I never thought about using it as a point of view. Granted, I don't think that would fly in fourth grade, but... <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right, uh, Sabrina with the Harper Valley PTA. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Outstanding 70s story song there and actually spawned into a, sh- a TV show uh, starring uh, I Dream of Jeannie's Barbara Eden in the yeah. title role in Harper Valley PTA. All right, Miss Wilson, a few others in the ghetto. Oh, yeah. Mighty Elvi. And a 110 Soldier. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell a story about this song. I don't know if my wife is currently watching, but uh, we were discussing, of all things, church camp once uh, a while back. And she says, yeah, I'd, we sang these songs in church camp. And she rattles off some religious songs. And she says, yeah, we sang this song called 110 Soldier. I said, what? 110 Soldier at church camp. Um, I'm going to read you the lyrics here, if, you, if you're not aware. So, okay. Here, here's the course. Go ahead and hate your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a friend. Do it in the name of heaven. You can justify it in the end. There won't be any trumpets blowing come the judgment day on the bloody morning after 110 Soldier rides away. I mean, does that sound uh, religious to you? Uplifting. <laughs> is that is that one of those songs? And I, I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers here, but is that one of those songs where just because it mentions, it has religious vocabulary in it, that it's all of a sudden lumped into a religious song as 
uh, a Springsteen-esque, as in uh, born in the USA, yet it's... it's they play just because it mentions heaven, we're going to sing it at church yeah, camp. Yeah, I mean, they blast born in the USA during fireworks displays and all kinds of things, but it's kind of an anti-USA song when you when you listen to it. Um, yeah. So it's like one of those deals where people are just are fooled by the, you know, by the yeah by, by the, the lyrics without actually thinking about the content. Con- I don't know. Yeah, and, and if you listen to the entire song and look at all the lyrics, it's actually more of a, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, a communist sort of song. I mean, it's kind of yeah anti-military and you know, just, just an odd song to be singing at church camp. Right. That's all I'll say right. about it. But uh, yeah. Um, but you know, I guess it was the early '80s. Maybe some of these people were uh, '60s. You know, whatever. I had an old bit story song pop into my head. For real, uh, the night lights went out of Georgia. Oh yes, Racist. yes. Uh, well, and, and I've got several more here from uh, Vicky Lawrence in the audience. Yes, Vicky Lawrence of uh, Carol Brunette Show David. fame and Mama's family. Uh, Miss Wilson, Ohio, by Crosby, Stills, and Nash about the Kent State shootings. Absolutely, one of the more popular story songs there and uh, Gary asking if I was referencing Patches by Dickie Lee and I think that's the one Brady was referring to there yeah. I was talking like, about the one by Clarence Carter I mean who knew there were two songs named Patches I just assumed the one by Clarence Carter what I, what I read Dickie Lee as when I first looked at that <laughs> uh, probably best you don't my gosh you're <laughs> God that's unusual <laughs> I'll text you guys <laughs> Uh, um, uh, he, he, go ahead. How, Howard Wolf and Convoy. Convoy. We got a name, big convoy, trucking through the night. Mm-hmm. Man, this, this has become, this has grown more than I, I you know, when you, when you first sent that text, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know a whole lot of story songs, but now that we're mentioning some of these, there's, I think this could go on for days. Uh, one that just came to my head, uh, one by Metallica. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, the whole, right. uh, I think it's based off of a movie, Johnny Get Your Gun. Yeah, and, you know, the whole idea is this guy who's been injured by a landmine. Death on a landmine. Um, what's, and he reminded me when he said Convoy. I don't know why it reminded me, but um, what is the song by, was it Johnny Cash? Um, the, the song about the guy building his car uh, with used with parts he stole from his job. Um I bet Howard would know it. Is it called One Piece at a Time? Like, in the, he, he tells a story of how he how he steals his entire car, like with his bringing it home in like his, in his lunchbox and things like that. He he steals pieces from his factory job and, and builds a car. I think it's called One Piece at a Time. If anybody's listening and knows the song I'm talking about, One Piece at a Time, sweet Jesus. <laughs> not that. Not one. that. One, right? <laughs> He's probably mad at the car, be like, One Piece at a Time, sweet Jesus. <laughs> Then <laughs> it ain't working. Uh, Sabrina, the devil went down to Georgia. Yes. Ch- Chuck Daniels. Firing up the fiddle. Uh, Matt says he knows a guy who creates lyric- limericks. If someone hums in the background, they become musical and tell stories. Uh, we may know a guy like that. Um, and, and true stories, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> About people from Castle. Or Peru. Savannah, Teddy Bear by Red Sovine. I know Red Sovine. I don't know that particular song. 
Anybody know Tiny Bear? This just popped into my head, and I swear this I did right down the left. The Pity Colada song. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah, that, again, 70s story song. Yeah. yeah. And and that one, let's, let's talk about that one for a moment. <laughs> would, would you be, would you be pissed if you're the wife or the husband or the boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever this little relationship is supposed to be, or would you, or would you laugh, laugh about it like the song says? I don't think I'd, people would be laughing about that. If it was written today, it would be an R&B song with a rap or house beat, and it would be about they made Tinder accounts, and they both swiped, and they showed up, and they found out it was, you know, the same person. It was their significant other. That, that would be the modern <laughs> twist on that. So if, if you're younger in the room and not familiar with the classic Escape, the Pina Colada song, the gist of it is, back in the olden days, you wrote uh, you wrote uh, personals in the newspaper, and people looked at the personal ads, and they tried to find dates using those personal ads in the newspaper. So Rupert Holmes, I'm assuming, I don't know if this is anti-biographical or not, or autobiographical, not anti-biographical. Uh, the, the antithesis of biography. <laughs> No, I don't know. He puts a, a personal ad in the paper and uh, basically says if you like pina coladas, getting caught in the rain, if you're stuck in yoga, all these things. And this lady answers the ad, and it turns out it's his girlfriend or his wife or whoever. And then the song ends up there just kind of laughing about, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, we're cheating on each other. We don't communicate. How funny. No, I don't think it ends up like that. I'm guessing. This just came to my head. How about every... Well, I was going to say every Meatloaf song, but I guess Steinman. Every Jim Steinman slash Meatloaf song is a story song, pretty much. True. Um, the one I had in mind... The one I had in mind that's not as well-known to most people probably, but great story song. It's just not the same story. It's like three different mini stories, and that is uh, objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are. It's a fantastic right. story song, um, and again, but it's three different points in his in his life. He's reminiscing about three different points in his life. So I guess it is a bit linear as far as it's all about him. But it's well, and Howard puts up probably the most famous of those Jim Steinman meatloaf uh, songs, "Paradise by the Dashboard Light," yeah. complete with. Uh, uh, Yankees baseball play-by-play play in the middle of the song, which is a, a nice yeah. touch. I don't think that uh, this is a little bit off-topic, but I don't think that Steinman gets the credit he deserves for his lyrics, for his writing. But yeah. could he have... I mean, he tried to go off by himself and do a solo album, and that crashed and burned. Well, could he have written for anyone other than Meatloaf? Well... It's like why Bernie for, Hoffman doesn't have an album, you know? He wrote for Celine Dion. Um, okay. She had one big hit that he wrote. But that's what I mean, though. I mean, he, you know, but just the, just the writing, just the lyrics, the flowing like the metal on the edge of a knife. I mean, that's just perfect. You know, it's perfectly written, yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Someone who can look at a knife and say, "Boy, the, you know, the metal is really flowing on the edge of that." And it's just to think it, that way. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. It's it's glowing, isn't it? Not flowing. Flowing, I think, isn't it? I think it's glowing. I think it's glowing. Oh, we have, we have a, we have, okay, you probably are right. 
I've, I've convinced myself that flowing makes sense. Now I got to recondition my brain to think that flowing makes sense. And at, for, for years, I thought it was edge of the night instead of knife. Well, I wasn't that good math, but I, that never made sense. But well, I, 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 I believe he is, uh, and, and I'm assuming here, of course, but I believe he is gazing upon the site by the dashboard light, as you know what they're doing in the car. And he's saying it's game. it's it's glowing sense, like, like the metal, the metal on the edge of on a knife. Edge of a knife. Ah, man, I kind of like flowing better now. I <laughs> I took it as flowing as in things are going. You know, I mean things are going well. Like because at that point in the song, things are going well. Things are flowing. <laughs> until, until until she said, "Tell me you love me," then it kind of hit a bump. Yeah, exactly. Let me sleep old head. That's perfect. It's a great. One. <laughs> All right, a few more from we, uh, the audience. We karaoke that. We karaoke that one time at the bowling alley in Batavia. It was a hoot. <laughs> uh, Sabrina Parker, Cupid's Chokehold. That's her input. I, I don't know that song either. But, uh, Mr. Heron, I got it one piece at a time. So I guess uh, you know that yeah. Johnny Cash song. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's the name Cash? of the song. I got it one piece at a time. All right, uh, Sabrina says a lot of Christmas carols are story songs. True, very true. Um, yes, and Gary does say it sounds like a tender moment. <laughs> uh, the Pina Colada song, I'm assuming you're referring to there. Uh, Miss Wilson, a couple songs that people think are religious because of certain lyrics are Le Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, that's correct. Yeah. And uh, Sarah McLaughlin's In the Arms of an Angel. That's correct. I've never um, paid attention to the Arms of an Angel to know dig deeper on it but I know that Hallelujah is not a not a very religious song no alright so I'll uh, I, I could go through the rest on this list I'm going to hit some key ones here uh, American Pie Don McLean uh, now that uh, and I don't know if that needs a little bit of a, a discussion as to he's telling a story about his perception of events I think uh, it's, it's kind of a historical uh, in the in the vein of uh, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire sort of thing. Just kind of listing things off that happened that caused uh, the music to die, so to well, speak. Well, not, not necessarily. He's all, he's talking about the same day. I mean, he's talking well, about... Well, true. He's talking about the plane wreck. Yeah, one event. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, so it, it's... And now this is the, the Don McLean quote about the song. He said, I saw the implication of America going bye-bye since by 1971, we were a horribly divided country with tremendous anger being directed at the government over the Vietnam War. Now, if you remove over the Vietnam War, <laughs> we could be talking about 2021 for that matter. But um, interesting, that's how he came to this song uh, because America was divided. And that's kind of where, what channeled that I, I, I wouldn't have thought that would have channeled this particular song, but now that I read that, it makes sense, I guess. All right, uh, one that's a little bit more, and I say a little bit more recent, of course, is 1987, but uh, Luca by Suzanne Vega, um, talking about uh, was that a child that was being abused. My name is Luca. I is live that on the, the second floor. I, I, yeah. Is is that the song that? It's not the song that was like controversial, was it? If it got removed from the radio and stuff, or got. I think I'm thinking of a different mm -hmm. song. I, I don't. I don't remember that one being removed. Do you, Brady? 
and Brady's laggy. Brady gone. All right, uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm going to stop the show here. Hello from Poland, Celia. Welcome. Uh, Hello. We, we, we are we are now truly international. Uh, yeah, thank you, cool. thank you for joining us. I don't know if this is your first time here, but uh, welcome uh, to the Play by Your podcast. And uh, please uh, feel free to chime in on what we're talking about. And we'll wait for Brady to come back. But uh, I don't remember Luca being taken off the radio for me. It, w- it was rather a jarring song. Of course, again, it's about child abuse and uh, people hearing things going on in the apartment above and kind of Luca telling his story about what's happening to him. But uh, yeah. Um, certainly was a bit controversial, let's say. And Brady's back. Brady, Brady seems... missed it. We had someone from Poland chime in. Yes. Uh, now he seems frozen. Now frozen. Frozen. Uh, uh. A little choppy, but uh, and uh, we'll go on down the list here. The devil went down to Georgia, which we mentioned. Chambrokele. Uh, <laughs> Uh, here's another one. 1976, Take the Money and Run by Steve Miller's band. Yep. Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Oh, that that's, brings up another one. It has to be on your list, Jack and Diane. Uh, oh, and that, good that, call. That, oh. Is a, that is a good call, and it is on the list here at number 19. Uh, tells the story of two young high schoolers' romantic escapades while discussing their hopes and dreams for their future lives. By eating chili dogs. <laughs> Outside the tasty freeze. All right. Uh, so here's another one. And I don't know where this falls. One, exactly. One the of the story worst songs. lines ever, though. Suck, sucking on chili dogs. <laughs> I, I, I can't say that I've ever consumed a chili dog in that fashion. It's easy to choke that way. <laughs> I would think. Uh, Brady yawn again. Uh, so Gary says, Tom's Diner tells a great story also by Suzanne Vega. Correct. Um, Sabrina Lay Me Down, Bonnie and Clyde-esque, Robbery and Getaway. Correct. Miss uh, Wilson agrees. Jack and Diane was a little ditty <laughs> about Jack and Diane. Yes. Uh, this list says Thriller is a story song. See, I, I, it, this is making me think that you could almost argue that any song is a is a story song. Well, yeah, but and, and we can, we kind of we kind of talked about that before we went on the air, just briefly about okay, what's a story song? They all tell a story, but to me, it's kind of and that's why I kind of led in with the '70s stuff because those '70s story songs had a beginning, middle, and end, and and the whole. It was like a sitcom within a song. The whole problem was solved by the end of the song, and you knew you know, what was being done and, and all that and how the uh, story was dealt with. How about if we're, if we're let's stick to Michael here for a second, um, Dirty Diana and yeah. uh, Billie Jean. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Billie Jean, I, I certainly would think, would fall uh, more so into that than Thriller, to me. Yeah. I mean, Billie Jean's... Pregnant with uh, a child that Michael says is not his. So, yeah. Who knows? Uh, 15 here on this list, 18 in Life by Skid Row. Oh, great song. Yes, that's great, a great, great song. song. Oh, sorry. 
Everyone you say reminds me of another one. How about Uncle Tom's Cabin? Warrant. Correct. I was actually thinking that when Brady mentioned Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia because for some reason those songs always... Uh, there's similarities between them that always made me... I don't know. I guess they both happen at nighttime. Uh, All I Want to Do is Make Love to You by Heart, 1990. So yeah, this is a song about an older woman who has a night of passion with hitchhiker she picked up. One night of love. Yes, so the woman leaves the hotel room. She shared with the hitchhiker with what she intended, a pregnancy, something that the man she was really in love with was unable to give her. So I, I had not read that much into the lyrics. That That is really? shocking to me. Yes, I, I mean, yeah, I, I knew she, she was like uh, with this guy that I'd, I'd seen like a one-night stand sort of thing. I didn't know there was more to it. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did so to get pregnant, didn't she? Yeah. Because yeah. the uh, the classic line that tells it, the, uh, uh, let me find it here real, real quick. Um, I said, please, please understand I'm in love with another man, and what he couldn't give me was the one little thing that you can. So she's saying that, you know. Right. Yeah, and I, I do remember that lyric. I guess I was just too obtuse to know what little thing she was talking about there. I, I just assumed it was kind of love or whatever, but... Uh, well, no, or, I mean, I'm a huge Heart fan, but that song uh, is, is one of the cheesier. This Because of lines like this. I told him, I am the flower, you are the seed. We walked in the garden, we planted a tree. <laughs> That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> it is pretty bad. All right. Uh, Sammy Hagar would write. <laughs> Uh, Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin again. Uh, probably if you were to make a Mount Rushmore of story songs, I think that probably would be on it in my opinion. Harry Chapin. <laughs> what are we looking at there on Brady's camera? Uh, like there's I don't Brady, know. but a minute, a minute ago we were zoomed into something. I don't know what it was. I think it, he went from his Chromebook to his phone. I think that's what we've oh. done here. Yeah, that's Brady's, what I did. I thought it was Brady's lower back tattoo. I thought it was a tramp stamp we were looking at. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, last few on the list here, uh, Jack and Diane, we talked about. And the last song on this particular list, Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Uh, folks rock song about a poverty-stricken woman who has high optimistic hopes for her life when she is driving fast in the car with a man she meets. But as time goes on and their lives do not improve, she realizes that she is just repeating the same cycle of life that her mother did, but she can always fondly remember driving fast in that car. Yeah, there is a, um, a newer band out uh, called the Black Pumas. Um, fantastic. Their, their debut album is awesome from beginning to end, and they do a, uh, a remake of that song. It's really good, so you guys should check out Black Pumas. Yeah, interesting. So I, I, I also make mention, again, of uh, Cats in the Cradle, because one of these lists I looked at uh, did not say Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin, which I thought was absolute sacrilege. Ugly, ugly Kid Joe? Ugly Kid Joe. Oh, sacrilege. That is. If you, if you quote that song on a list such as this and say it's Ugly Kid Joe instead of Harry Chapin, you, your list has no credence with me. Yeah, But it does have true. clear water and revival. <laughs> exactly. Brady, I mentioned uh, I, earlier, I don't know if you heard this or not, but earlier when you said uh, the night the lights went out in Georgia, instantly in my head I thought of Uncle Tom's Cabin from Warrant. Oh, yeah, um, that's a great story, son. 
Very good. A, a lot of we can get into the whole '80s hair metal. There's a lot of story songs there. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, but none of them are like Patches. Uh, Ballad of Jane. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Fly High, Michelle. Yeah. By E Duff Z Duff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, Brady, I think you also mentioned. Eric said uh, on his list, uh, 18 in Life by Skid Row. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Mr. Heron, Alice's Diner, played every Thanksgiving. Correct. Uh, Howard William with The Streak. Look at him, look at him. And they call him The Streak. <laughs> or the, all, of, all of his songs. Yeah. Uh, right. the, the Day the Squirrel Went Berserk. <laughs> That's the only song you'll find about a squirrel going berserk in Correct. a church. Uh, Miss Wilson with Delilah by Tom Jones. Also, uh, Alice's Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie. Arlo Guthrie. Yeah. Uh, don't Look Ethel. I don't know that one. The, the, oh, right, the that's in the song. The yeah, it's in the street. Yeah, okay. Don't gotcha. Look Ethel. Gotcha. Yeah. But it was too late. Yeah, she uh, she corrected Mr. Heron with Alice's Restaurant by Alice's Dine Girl. Uh, but yeah, good discussion on uh, story songs there. And, and I'm like, Todd, I, I didn't expect it to take off like that. And yeah, But again, people mention things and you think, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. And reminds me of this one, reminds me of that one. I think to make it more concise, we would need to make, we would need to define, like you said, we, we would need to define story song. Does it have to have somebody's name in? Does it have to be talking about an actual event? You know, there's all kinds of parameters there. Yeah. Because otherwise you could almost say any song is a story song. True. Right. Well, again, you go back to, uh, and uh, Brady mentioned it, uh, now, now it flew out of my ear. Uh, the one that was not on the list, it definitely should have been. Brady, what was that you mentioned? Um, was it uh, Night the Lights Put Out in Georgia, Billy yeah. Don't Be a Hero? Yeah. Billy Don't Be a Hero, yes. Yeah. So that, that song had Billy, you know, get, telling his uh, significant other, I'm coming back from war, I'm going to marry you, went off to war. Uh, died in war, and if the other found out about it, and there was a a beginning of the story, a middle of the story, and end of the story. The whole thing was compact within the song. It's not, hey, I'm gonna wait and see if this happens or that happens. I mean, we get the whole story in the song itself. So I don't know how you uh, make rules for that without being very wordy like I just was, but. Uh, that would be my definition. Some of these other yes. things that were on this list didn't really qualify, in my opinion. Anywho. All right. Uh, before we move into topic number two with Brady, uh, we want to talk about our memberships. Memberships support our work on the podcast. For more information, go to uh, Brady and Todd, if you would point it out. Uh, www.playbyyourpodcast.com backslash support. Oh. Oh. Wrong one. This way, wrong way, this way. There you go. Gosh. I know. It's like backing up a boat, man. Uh, Got it. All right, so I'll uh, have you uh, look at the uh, support page on our website. There it is. And you can see that we have added a name to our uh, Earbud Hall of Fame we mentioned earlier. Welcome our newest Earbud Hall of Famer, Savannah Brown, who has Thank become you, a member of our Savannah. podcast. She's there on our list of Hall of Famers. And I did a little tweaking on that page, a little shading on the letters and things. And uh, tweak. 
And we also thank our other members that are listed there, uh, Joe Rocky, Christina Rocky, uh, Chuck Griffin, Allison Chavis, and Jessica Longacre. We thank all of them for their support of our podcast here, and uh, we uh, appreciate it. It goes all back up there, Eric. We need us. to read them uh, Gordon Lightfoot style. <laughs> Joe Rocky, Christina Rocky, Chuck Griffin, Allison Chavis, and Jessica. <laughs> Don't go toward no, the no, rail. No. <laughs> Very, well, very, very well done. Very uh, crooner esque. Thank you. I guess it does have kind of a of a an ebb and fl- that song does the. But the second one is da da. Has to come in lower. Uh, yeah, the audience uh, came in with a couple others here at the end of the topic. The Battle of the Green Berets, says yes. Savannah. That's a good one yeah, as well. And uh, Allison, welcome, Allison. In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Uh, and I, again, I, I I guess it does tell a story. I never really thought about it, but I guess it, it could qualify. I've read like the 500 page autobiography by Phil Collins, and it's actually, you know, it is. Uh, not what the urban legend says, but it's still a story song. Right. Okay. We are looking at topic number two. Brady, in honor of your birthday. Can we just yell him out for 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Take it away, Brady. All right. Yellow. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I hit a milestone birthday yesterday, and I I hit the 50. I think Eric had an accident. I did have an accident. You spilt? Uh, I spilt all I, over I, myself. Said, I heard the distinct, I'm deaf as all get out, but that was the, the exact sound that ice makes when it hits a surface. Well, there was no ice. Was He's no bottle. ice. He's drinking out of a bottle, yeah, but I heard something okay. sizzle. But, but, uh, lucky I didn't cuss. Did I hear some fizz? You heard me going. Oh, I thought it was pop fizz. <laughs> but now I'm having that not so fresh feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of getting old, um, but no, I had a milestone birthday yesterday, and I I turned fifty. And um, people, yeah, people keep on asking me, "Is like, well, what's it like? How does it feel to turn fifty? How does it turn to feel to turn 50? And um. You know, I didn't have a good answer. It's like, well, I've only been in it less than 24 hours. But as according to what the topic is saying, um, it is very much. Sorry, I'm going to plug in my plug in my device here. But, yeah, there's things that just suck about getting old. And you guys could probably agree with me. It doesn't start at 50. I think you could start 40. feel it. I was going to say, I think you can start feeling yourself kind of aged in your late 20s. Because you can't do what you did when you were 13 and 14. It's small little things. Like, you know, it's time, probably indescribable now. But I do want to say that do I feel different? Not really. I, you know, this is not prune juice in my cup. I'm not free basic Metamucil. Um, <laughs> I obviously. I think some of it also just comes into like each individual person because I I like because with me I noticed it at forty, um, but then again, 
I was in better physical condition through my 30s than I was my 20s. So I, I think it has a lot to do with it as well, too. Like, wherever yeah. you are in your, you know. But, you know, and I think there are people that are old souls. You know, like, I, I have one of my students is like a little old man, and he's like in fifth grade, and he has very little old man habits. And it's kind of <laughs> funny. So I'm hoping he does the Benjamin Button thing, you know. But anyway... Eric, um, you know you want to throw a prune juice joke out there, Eric. Uh, you know you want to. I, I do. I do. The man yeah. mentioned prune juice and mentioned old souls. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> we, we have been saying that Brady needs to drink his prune juice since he was probably 16. Uh, I'm a man that needs my sleep. And, and he's more of a morning person than the others of us. Yes. Uh, I've never been a morning person. Uh, Todd, I, I don't know where you fall in all that. Probably maybe a better morning person than I am. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I've, I never used to be. But I, I am a morning person. I'm not busting down the gate to get to fill naps for the <laughs> Blue Light Special, you know. But um, for the uninitiated, Bill Naps was a restaurant that catered to... Um, are seasoned citizens more than I actually was given a gift card there when I was in my 20s and I was horrified <laughs> because I swear to God like there was eight people in oxygen tanks and I made the joke before I went and it was kind of true it was scary where was Bill Knapps it is where IHOP is now in at Beach, uh, Beach Mind yeah gotcha but um you know Go ahead, Eric. So, so can I chime in here? Uh, then this is one of those things. Was, was it this morning that I texted this? Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and the reason why I texted this, and I, I'll give a personal example here. So, and I can't give you the age as to when it happened necessarily. But for whatever reason, hair started growing out of my ears. Yeah, nobody tells you about that when you're younger. No, they don't. And I, I had the little, you know, clipper tool, and I'm thinking, well, for, I, I think maybe I looked down my phone, and it, there was a notification. So I get notifications on my phone. I forget to take off of my phone, and it was notifying about Brady's birthday on Facebook. Said, so, uh, yeah, he turned 50, and I'm, you know, shaving hair out of my ears. Man, it sucks getting old. And that's why I texted those two to say, what about the this birthday? On manscaped.com, <laughs> highly recommended. It's German engineering, but it, it's it's never ending. New and improved and again, German I, engineering. I I don't know how this goes with you two, but with me it's never the and it just appears like I I like trimmed it today and tomorrow it'll be this long coming out of my ears and like how's that happen? You'll braid each one and look like a polyana rope coming out of each ear. Like a <laughs> braided ear hairs, like a Swiss miss. <laughs> now, well, now they say that your ears never stop growing. It's it's the one part of your body that never stops growing. Really? So maybe that has to do with the hair. I don't know. But. Well, and like he, my my wife and my son or whoever they'll be behind me, like inspecting. Like the gosh, Dad, you're, the back of your ears are I'm like well, I can't see them back there. I mean, how am I supposed to groom <laughs> what I can't see? It's, if it's bothering you guys so much, then you shore it off. <laughs> or, or, or on the same note, eyebrows. Like I'll be you washing my hands at school, and I'll look up at at the mirror, and some eyebrows going like this, and like, well, yeah. 
We're not going to have like one. Leonid Brezhnev. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know, Go- the, Google the, some photos of Leonid Brezhnev. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, you got your nose hair, you got your eyebrow hair, and stuff. But, but at least you can see that. It might sneak up on you because you're not focused on it. But the stuff in you can't see your ear hair. No. So at any given point, you could have an, a, a just giant ear bush, and, and nobody even. I mean, you're none the wiser. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it, and I still laughed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, you know, now, now, you, if if you want to have a good laugh, I'm gonna put some comments up here. Oh my, uh, Howard uh, Brady, just remember, age is relative. When your relatives are old, then you are too, which is correct, uh, Mr. Heron. If it gets mind over matter, if you don't mind, it don't matter. <laughs> And uh, Howard chimes in on Bill Knapps, a.k.a. Heaven's Waiting Room. <laughs> if I remember right, I did have to wait a while. Uh, Miss Wilson, when I was eating breakfast with my still active 88-year-old mother, she looked at me and said, I'm getting old. I said, why do you say that? She replied, Charlotte, who is uh, Miss Wilson's oldest sibling, is turning 70 this year. So you are old when your oldest child hits 70. Wow. I, I think there's something to that as well, Miss um, Wilson. Like, even because I, and there's no secret that I'm a little younger than, than the two of you, and actually most of my core group of friends I'm a little younger than. And I don't feel younger because we've just been friends for so long. But I do, as you guys age, it definitely makes me feel old. So I think there's something to be said about you gauge, your, you gauge how old you feel. You know, in her case, she's talking about her children. Which we do the same thing. I mean, you know, even my kid's 14, 16, and it still makes me feel old. But I guess what I'm saying is you guys turning 50 definitely makes me feel old. Don't say you guys. You guys. Brady turned 50. So two-thirds of this show is still in its 40s. What do we got till September, Eric? Yes. That's yours? Yeah, we got to wait. I will just say, they could put this on my gravestone. I swear, if this exists... I swear I never saw it, but I'm going to claim it as my own because it just popped into my head. Here's my quote. Nobody stops Nobody stops the time except Morris Day when he says cut. <laughs> so anyway, um, but I, I got to laugh, but I eavesdropped on a conversation that somebody I kind of had, had said, it's a man the older I get. I never poop solid anymore. If that, if that is the case, why are, why were we led to believe that we needed Metamucil and prune juice if that is indeed the case? Because it's all about the American diet has changed so drastically for the worse. Because <laughs> back when, back when that stuff about prune juice and all that became legend, I mean, people, people ate better. Good gosh. And I, Choking maybe, down a glass of prune juice, it better, what you ate better be darn well worth it. Yeah, but what I, I mean, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter whether you're, I mean, if you're 25 or 85, you, you down a sack of White Castles, you don't, you're not going to need any prune juice or, or Metamuse or anything like that. You're going to be. You're going to need a pelvic screen. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I think it's just the American diet has, has yeah. depleted itself so bad that. Or, or is it that. The human body, once it reaches a certain age, the only thing it does consistently is be inconsistent. 
<laughs> so when it comes to that particular function of the body, maybe it's either one extreme or the other. Yeah. I, I don't know, but like I said, you know, people were laughing about that. It's like, well, why are they pushing, you know, this product <laughs> on older people? So anyway, just a thought, just a thought. Um, now I will say something I noticed. Uh, good gosh, and this—the only time that I feel fifty is in the morning, in the first three steps I take. I can honestly say that is the only time I feel old. I'm sure you and sound the, old too. Probably when you when you. But if you're like me, it's the cracking. Oh, yes. the cracking. I thought you were talking about the wailing and the moaning and the gnashing <laughs> of teeth. No, that too. But, um, and you know, like, I'm blessed to have kept a goodly portion of my hair. And, uh, you know, in gentlemen, the salt and pepper look is distinguished. There's, you know, we, we got it easy. Cinnamon and sugar for me, man. Cinnamon <laughs> and sugar. Spice of life. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Like, another, well, okay, here's probably a point where I could tell I'm aging, is my patience for certain, sh uh, let me back up. <laughs> I'm an 80s kid. I, I, I'm an 80s kid. The moment that I knew that I was getting older is when I watched The Breakfast Club and I found myself on the principal side more than Bender's side. <laughs> yeah, you're. And you're I'm sitting there changed. thinking, like, man, I thought he was cool, but man, he's a jerk. It's like what a disrespectful oaf. But it's it's kind of funny because and we've had this talk many a times, and we won't. I won't. While we're alive, I won't bring up some of the uh, catalysts, I guess, for this for this particular conversation. <laughs> But we've talked before, like, well, when when blank stops being funny to me, I might they might as well bury me. You know what I mean? It's like I'm wondering yeah. at what point, though, at what point is there going to be a time where just you reach an age and certain things you laugh about now that people look at you like you're an idiot for laughing at would just no longer be funny to you? Like our podcast, for instance. I mean, like, oh, right. Of course, I mean, my dad's 75 and he likes it. I mean, well, you know, I don't know that he laughs, but he listens. <laughs> My dad and I had a, a generational um, humor disconnect. Like, every time, like when TBS would come on, or TNT, or Turner Classic Movies, there was this Andy Griffith movie called No Time for Sergeants, and he would watch, but there's this one scene where Andy Griffith stomps his foot and salutes, like, yes, sir, and the, and the, toilet, set, the toilet seat lids pop up because he stomps so hard. And my dad would bust out laughing every time. And I'm like, well, uh, I kind of know what's going to happen here. But and it was like, ha ha. But I mean, he would lose it. Maybe, like, Brady, maybe that was maybe that was his generation's version of toilet humor because there was a toilet in it. So they, that was the funny part. Maybe it wasn't even the, the timing of the toilet popping open. It was just the fact that there is a toilet. They were showing a toilet. Yeah. Well, I mean, and now, you know, of course, listen to me, we watch Dumb and Dumber and die every time. <laughs> every time that, uh... uh the Turbo Lax scene. Yeah. See, he probably wouldn't have cracked a smile at that, would have he? No, he would have thought it was gross. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, that that's not talked about, but, like, he would lose it at that uh, scene. So, like, at what point do does our sense of humor age? Right. Now, my kids, well, especially Reagan, she's a freshman, nothing I do is funny. And I was like, oh, contraire, I have hundreds of people that listen to us making jokes. I'm, I made I'm funny. I have made literally tens of people laugh. Tens of people. <laughs> and, um, I, well, I mean, this, this is getting down to it. We talk about that with, uh, with flatulence. Uh, you know, there's the generation above us, I don't believe is amused by them. I don't think the generation below us is amused by them as we are. But Oh, no, they still laugh at it. Yeah, but th- not like we. If there is a flattest <laughs> in class, somebody, there's going to be laughing. Oh, it reminds me. We had a talent show the last, we always do a talent show the last day of school. And we had a student the other day that did armpit farts for his talent. I was so <laughs> proud and impressed. Nah. Eight years, Could nobody's ever done armpit. Now, if, he was no. If, I was going to say, if he put if he put a hand into his armpit, he is not the master. End of story. I, There's I no told, talent in that. I told my homeroom the mystical tale of the no-hand duck noises. You know, and I was that, was a rel- that was a relative of mine, and, he, and I don't I don't share that, that skill, so. Uh. <laughs> okay, now we have to bring everyone up to speed here. Okay, yes. So. There was a, uh, a guy we graduated with. Uh, well, first we off, out- stop you one second. Everybody has done armpit fart noises. If you haven't, right. right now, go ahead. Nobody's watching. Go ahead and sneak your hand under your shirt. Get up there and get a grip on your armpit, and then just come down. Start out fast and choppy, and then you can kind of slow it down. Like, like, it's like a bird wing flapping. Yeah, if you've never done that, go ahead and do that. We should do it on air. Brady, go ahead and do it on air. It's your birthday. I, can't, I, I would accept that. I'm holding my camera at the moment because of my gotcha. technical difficulties. I don't know that I can get. I don't know. I haven't done one in years. I, I I think one's ability to do that is greatly reduced with armpit hair. I think well, younger kids do that much more uh, well than older people. I'm trying to do it right now. I I I, I did it. <laughs> bravo. <Yeah>, bravo. <laughs> okay, See, I'm not so, growing up. <laughs> So, so we graduated with this boy, and, and we're talking right now in elementary school. I'm, I'm guessing, Brady, correct me if I'm wrong, third grade, fourth grade-ish? Yeah. Okay, so he was the master of the armpit fart, and uh, he, he worked on his craft so much that he was able to not only create the sound without the hand in the armpit... But, uh, for lack of a better term, elongate the sound and change without the, the hand. Yeah, and change the change pitch. Change the pitch. Change the, so, uh, change the, uh, uh, the aridness. Is aridness the, uh, the, uh, the frequency. The frequency, the, the, uh, the meter. I mean, he, he was just a, uh, That's he was an a, RV. He was an armpit fartist. He was... <laughs> <laughs> he was the Jackson Pollock of, of armpit farts. Well, whoa. What happened? Hello. Sorry, I'm, I'm dropping everything. You just flipped Are upside we... down, Brady. <laughs> An armpit fartist. You have... <laughs> that belongs in the isms now. Brady's He's gone. gone. He's gone. I think he accidentally hit his button. I don't think it was a, a, a 
connection situation so, there. But I think what he, they what what you kind of skipped over, Eric. You said it, but you you didn't pause long enough. He could do it without his hand, his other hand. Right. He only needed his wing. <laughs> and it sounded like somebody slowly strangling a duck. It would be like, and it was a, it, it, and the best, it, it was like a ventriloquist because he could throw the fart sound. <laughs> and when somebody walked by, he could just do the sound, and everybody thought that there was the guilty party walking. So he he was he was a ventriloquistic armpit fartist. <laughs> so I can't remember though. Could he do that with a shirt on, or did he have to have? Oh a shirt yeah, on? oh yeah, no with a shirt on. Shirt on. It was a miracle, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean he's he's not in school without a shirt on. I mean he's. Well, I didn't know if he had to class, like take up so. his like. You know, it was the seventies, but. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> I, I'm sure no one is amused by this as we are, but it, you had to see it. It it, 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 it would, it was such a talent. I, I think the whole room's going, I, I don't believe it. The hell you well, say, because <laughs> I personally have never seen anyone before or since that has so, been able to do that. Yeah. Yes. It had and to I be, even think he lost the ability to do it. Well, and I'm wondering if it was certain, if it was certain days, like if he wore, t- if he wore too much deodorant, if it was it a, uh, was well, it this armpit, the pre-deodorant days. Was it an armpit moisture uh, um, was it a pH imbalance? Was it? I mean, what? Um, what was it? That's what I'm saying. Know, I mean, it was, was lack it of armpit was hair. It, was it the shape of his armpit cavity? I, I think that was something. There was something there. Yeah. It's kind of like a bass drum. You know, there's just more, more shell to make the sound. <laughs> so he had a skin just, shell under just, his arm. <laughs> I just saw him uh, here a while back at, at a restaurant, and uh, he was walking up. Did he ask you to do it? Uh, no, I should have, though. I should have been like, for old time's sake, go ahead and uh, let her rip. So I, I guess uh, our conversation here turned to this because that's part of what sucks about getting old. You can no longer do armpit flatulence. <laughs> no, I think it's the idea of you no, no longer think flatulence are funny. Is there? Will we reach an age... Maybe people that are older than us in the room can tell us, like... I hope not. Is Will we reach an age where that's no longer funny? Well, I, I mean... Not. I can think of very few things that, like, years ago I thought was funny that I don't think is still funny. Like, Tom and Jerry cartoons. I still crack up. Like, I'm still there. Now, there are things that I think fun, are funny now that I wouldn't have understood then. But the things that made me laugh back then still kind of made me laugh today. Yeah. You know, I can think of very few things that, you know, maybe some knock-knock jokes or some third-grade joke books that you got at the book fair. But, <laughs> but and see, know. I think I also, I kind of credit you guys again. I credit Yins for, Yins. Uh, you know, when I, my influential years hanging out with people, you know, six to eight years older than me, I think maybe uh, corrupted. Well, in a, in a good, in many ways, it, in good ways, to where like it put me ahead of the curve as far as some of this stuff that I, I found funny before probably other people my age found it funny. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it'll last longer. I, I have no idea. All, All right. right. Some, uh, How about this? Ahead. Here's one I've noticed. My damn teeth hurting. Just like. 
you, you, you bite into a, a too crunchy piece of bacon or just something that just doesn't set right in your teeth and just things hurt my teeth the older I get. So, Todd, if you were to... Well, I can't say... I can't say that I have very sensitive teeth. But, Todd, can you bite into, like, a popsicle like that without... Well, interestingly enough, I, I couldn't. And then I went through a spell in my life where I could, and now I can't again. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's right. a mind over matter thing as well. Yeah. Could be a, a few comments here from the audience. Uh, Mr. Hare, the worst part of growing old is your hair migrates from your head to your back. <laughs> well, James, also, you're a guy, so you, uh, us guys, deal with the uh, anus erosion as well. The, uh, <clears throat> what? Uh, anus, every, every man, every man's butt slides further and further down the back of his legs until it eventually just, you kick it off the <laughs> back of your heels. And you, you kick it off the back of your heels and say, uh, wish it adieu. You, you say goodbye <laughs> forever to your anus. Uh, men have no butts, Brady, is what he's trying to say. Oh. I guarantee oh, like, if, you were to, if you were to measure your butt, it, it's smaller now than it was when you were 20 or 25. Okay. My butt, yes. I thought you were actually talking about the anus, and I was very frightened and confused. No, I was just uh, anal misusing the terms. I was using anus as the <laughs> encompassing term for the entire package. You were uh, using the anus, but not the anus. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> No, Brady, it would not be a commercial in and of itself. It would be a side effect of something else that you're taking. <laughs> don't yeah. make me talk about... Don't make me, don't make me talk about nipule hair, Brady. <laughs> uh, Howard, uh, Brady being 50 is a jolt to me. I remember when he was eight-ish. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sabrina, you're a teacher, Mr. Liming. Your job sways your judgment about the Breakfast Club. It's still solid, but Bender was always a jerk, just a jerk who's sometimes not so bad. Now, I, I'm going to throw this in here, and I, I've mentioned this comedian before, I, and maybe it's just an age thing where his I've, I've discovered him and his stuff really hits home to me, uh, Gary Goldman, and he has a bit about Rocky and how he watches the movie Rocky differently as an older person than he did as a younger person. Because when he was younger, he would watch Rocky uh, getting ready for the, the big match, uh, drinking the raw eggs. And, yeah, Rock, yeah, that'll, that'll get you the protein you need. Yeah. And now as an older person, he watches that scene and says, oh, Rock, oh, that's not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Eat a protein bar. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe an egg white muffin, you know, that'll be a little <laughs> bit better for you. Uh. So, yeah, about the perspective changing. So, yeah. Uh, Howard says uh, the uh, the one armed armpit flatulence is an act for America's oh, Got would've, Talent. He would have been a finalist for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Miss mm-hmm. Wilson said there are some people who are expert gleekers too. Oh, now, uh, gleek it would be the the spittle coming out of your. <laughs> like that. Everybody. <laughs> I thought that was the monkey from the Wonder Twins. That's my Gleek sound. Is that what you're talking about, Brady? I can't Gleek. Isn't it Gleek? Isn't that a... I mean, that doesn't happen accidentally, does it? No, I thought... I thought Gleek... No, for... Uh, in Super Friends, the Wonder Twins monkey was named Gleek. I didn't know his name. He was named yeah. after a verb. Well, did you... Have you ever noticed anyone that Gleeks is always proud of it, too? They give you that... That like uh, piss off. 
<laughs> the head nod. <laughs> Spinning cobra. <laughs> Just waiting for their neck to swell out and round out. And or his holiness spinning the holy venom. <laughs> that is, sorry, there was a meme that was really funny. Yeah. Miss Wilson, thank you. I have not heard that term in 25 years. Please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Howard William farts are funny, says the almost 60 year old. So good. there's hope for us, gentlemen. Yes. In 10 yeah. years, we'll still think. Well, some of us longer than 10 years, but. <laughs> Some of us will still think that's humorous. I, um, just the common that I'm sure everybody talks about, I, I noticed things like, well, for instance, we had a, uh, two weeks back, I guess now, we played a show at a, at a venue that had a, on the river, and it had a, a kind of a, a very difficult load in, and there was a dock situation and a ramp, and anyway, you had these carts that we loaded equipment on, and, and one of them got away from me going down a wooden ramp. <laughs> And I went, it, actually, it wasn't my stuff, or I probably would have been like, well, it'll be okay. But it was the sound, man. so I, I go running after it. I still had a hold of it, but I was trying to catch up to it, and I kind of overran it and just banged the crap out of my knee on the edge of this thing. And it, it was one of those, like, where it took your breath away. Like, you hit your knee so hard it took your breath away. And it, but my knee, two weeks later, is still... Swoln? But no, it's still sore. Not sore as in, like, like, like a bruise or like a... a like the hitting it part, but like structurally, like I was mowing the yard the other day and my knees bouncing and it felt like any minute it could just snap out of play. And I'm like, <laughs> that kind of stuff getting old, like, like certain injuries turn into other types of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Like you bang your knee when you're younger and your knee might hurt. So you have a bruise on it or something like that. But now it, it oh. not only hurts your knee when you on impact, but it causes structural pain for the next several weeks. One of my fifth grade students wiped out on the blacktop playing basketball. Like, his foot slid, and man, he hit the pavement. And all I could do is sit there thinking, that would put me in the ER and in traction for two weeks. <laughs> it was horrible. It's like, it, it hurt to watch. I'm like, ah! Well, Brady, I think if you were in fifth grade, it probably would have put you in ER and traction then, too, the way your knees <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. Do you guys do the uh, the name thing when you're trying to say someone's name? You say four or five other people's names before you say it right. Are you there yet? Oh, you mean like, hey, Tim, Tim, um, whatever her name is, that kind of thing. Yeah, my mom. We make fun of my mom because she does, but she's been doing it for forty years. It's not just an age thing with her, but it's uh, it's usually I about the fourth or fifth one she gets it right with me. It's usually Donnie, Doug, Jim. It, usually about there, she'll finally she'll finally get. It. And she'll by way, the way, for some backstory, my brother's Donnie. I have an uncle. Her brother's Jim and Doug. So it's not like she's just random names. I mean, <laughs> but it, I, I start to do that sometimes with my own. I, I call, like I'll call the dog's name instead of my kid's name. Things like that. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my dad's go-to was watch call it. Everyone was watch call it, and generally, yeah. you knew who watch call it was. When he was describing, you know, watch call it. Oh yeah, yeah, and he'd say the name of the person. Yeah, right. Yeah, he knew he was talking about. He did. Yeah, I think the most offensive of that would be the what. You know, it should be, whom shall you, whom shall you be calling it? But yeah, the watch you call it's like what? Yeah, that would probably bother people more than anything. Speaking of which, I was at the gas station the other day. And I was looking down at the candy bar section. What do you think you saw? <laughs> I was looking down at the candy bar section, and 
Right next I'm to a, the wall. I'm a big fan of the whatchamacallits. <laughs> oh, I am too. But now there's a new one right neath the whatchamacallits <laughs> called a, like a who's he does it or something like that. Who's, who's, who's a what's does it? it? Who's he, who's he does it? No idea what it is. It's it's the same uh, package. Apparently they don't either. Same it's package color, based. everything, huh? It's peanut butter based instead is it of really? caramel. Yeah. I didn't know that. I may or may not have had one last week. Are they good? Very good. Yeah. Very good. And I'm kind of surprised that they are just now coming up with another, like a spinoff of a whatchamacallit. <laughs> a thingamabob. Yeah. Why is there, why is there no thingamabobs? All right, a few more comments as we roll this thing out. Uh, Howard says, <laughs> at 70s farts probably have a little overspray. <laughs> well, Howard, it depends. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> and you uh, Sabrina. It. It's yeah, that's right. You chase sound equipment one day, and the next you're getting a full knee replacement. That's, yeah, that's what it feels like. And uh, John Brown farts are hilarious, said my wife, <laughs> Savannah Brown. That's nice. why she's a Hall of Famer. She, uh, she enjoys our humor. All right. I believe we rounded that one out, did we not? We did. Right. If you ever wonder what we're talking about when we use certain terms. I wonder what we're talking <laughs> but, about sometimes. Uh, so do I. Uh, check out our isms on our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. And uh, there is a part of the... Uh, Menu. It says uh, play by Minya. It says I uh, play by your isms, and uh, you can look at our uh, Urban Dictionary-like glossary of our isms and uh, some of the terminology we use, and uh, you can try to figure out what the crap we're talking about here. I think I have a new one for the isms. I was just opening up my bottle of water and I just slosh water on my crate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, Todd, you're rounding it out. All right, so, <clears throat> excuse me. I am uh, giving Eric a break tonight. Eric is usually uh, in the third spot doing the game. And uh, we haven't done this in a while, so I thought tonight we would do, rather than a game, we would do a little bit of AITA. And as Eric has already put there on the screen, am I the boys? Asshole. Asshole. And uh, so, speaking of isms, I believe asshole is on our, is it on our isms page? It, it, it is. Okay. So the way this works is basically there is a, uh, a Reddit, a subreddit. Uh, and Eric has, has gone over this many times. He usually kind of takes care of this. Um, but basically it's someone giving a story a true story about an event in their life and then people basically below it chime in on whether this person is in the wrong or not. Uh, or sometimes it's somebody else in the story that is in the wrong. So I'm just going to read these. You guys can chime in and the audience can of course chime in and we can just kind of dissect them and, and talk about whether they are the asshole or not. So right off the bat we have, am I the asshole for telling my not yet mother-in-law that it was my choice if and when I want kids and not hers. So here we go. <sighs> disclaimer. All the oh, Check. I'm not gonna read. The, I'm not gonna read the disclaimer. It was my boyfriend's goddaughter's first birthday over the weekend, and close family and friends were invited. 
It was only me, 28-year-old female, and my boyfriend, 37-year-old male, who didn't have children at the party and unmarried. My boyfriend's mother invited herself and became a center of attention with her over-the-top uh, antiques. She spelled it antiques. Her antiques. Her over-the-top <laughs> antiques. <laughs> well, here's a nice vase. Uh, her her over-the-top antiques and jokes. Don't take me wrong. She is lovely, a lovely woman, but often forgets how to behave in social situations like these, often forgetting her limits and to respect other people's boundaries. <clears throat> As there were other babies there, she put me in the situation where everyone was quiet for a second, and she blurted out loudly to my boyfriend and me in French, the language I'm still learning, that it is time for us to get to business while looking at me. It was so awkward that I had to leave the living room and find myself a spot on the balcony. I also chose not to respond verbally as I didn't want to be impolite. Then she followed me there and continued the same topic, but this time focusing more on if I wanted to have children. I told her I don't see myself having any anytime soon, and probably never, to which she reacted with a very judgmental, never? I told her that it was my choice, and no one had a say in it, and exited another uncomfortable situation. Also, it didn't stop there. As the evening was nearing its end, the, birthdays, the birthday girl's grandpa, with whom we and my not-yet-mother-in-law are friends with, commented on the baby-making topic, too. This comment crossed my boyfriend's threshold, and he asked his mother to give him a sibling as he's the only child, and, she, and then she will get a grandchild, which was hilarious and very supportive of me. I am currently finishing my second master's degree and starting my career again in the domain that I always wanted to work in, not to mention in a foreign country, my boyfriend's home country. So basically, I'm occupied with everything, but the thought of having children anytime soon or in the next five years or even more, who knows? We as a couple are very aligned on what we want for us and our relationship. We believe that societal pressure to do something is not worth it. It is annoying knowing that other women, especially mother-like figures in your life, judge you in your face for making choices which aren't aligned with their expectations of being a woman. Having or not having uh, children or not doing what women are traditionally supposed to do, quote-unquote, isn't going to make me less of a woman or of a person. I know what I want to say, but I wanted to hear what you guys want to say. Uh, I mean, to me, there's no question here that uh, she is not the asshole. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any reason at all why she shouldn't have the right to say, we'll go at our, uh, at our own pace on our own plan here, mother-in-law. All right. and, you need, and she needs to shut her sauce box. <laughs> sauce box. <laughs> all right. So... Not often does this happen, but I disagree with you guys. Oh, really? Really? Well, I partially do. I, I don't think she's an asshole. I don't think it, I don't think there was there was anything wrong with her telling her mother-in-law, "Hey, you know, I, I, we're doing things at our own pace. You know, we don't have to have children to, you know, to make to, ourselves whole." Exactly. But I think where she's the asshole is by writing this Reddit thread. Because I, I don't think the mother-in-law was out of line either. She already said the mother-in-law was kind of over the top and kind of made jokes and stuff in, in, in weird situations. So that doesn't seem to be what her problem is. Her problem seems to be the mother-in-law on just two different occasions asking her about having a baby. What, what person, when they get to that certain age, doesn't do the whole like, hey, when am I going to get some grandchildren? I don't think she was out of line by – it's not like she said – 
if you don't have grandkids, you're, you, you can forget about ever being in my... She just simply is saying, like, hey, am I going to get some grandkids? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just like there's nothing wrong with her replying, uh, not for a while, maybe not ever. And well, I also think it's generational. Like, I don't think her mother-in-law... I, I, I guess what I'm saying is I think this is much ado about nothing. I, I think she's making a mountain out of a molehill. Now, I could be wrong, but it seems like what she was having a problem with was the awkward way that the woman was like getting down to business. I think there seemed to be references to uncomfortable imagery there. But, but that's a different argument. If she has a problem with her mother-in-law being crass in front of people and embarrassing her about sex, that's a different thing. But then she talks about being alone with her on the balcony and her mother-in-law just asks her when she's planning on having kids. That, why is that awkward? You know what I mean? Like, why is that... That's a different thing than saying things in front of the crowd that's embarrassing her about right. sexual things. I think that she's just wanting to complain, and she has nothing to complain about. It, it's, it's settled. It doesn't say, like, this has gone on for years, or this has had—it's just one night that one her night. mother-in-law asked her about kids, and she says, you know, we're not ready yet. And then she's asking—though, I will say, I don't think she's necessarily an asshole for telling her mother-in-law, hey, you know, nunya, or we're not going to— <laughs> But I think she's an asshole for getting on here and acting like her mother-in-law is this terrible person for simply asking what I think a lot of mother-in-laws or mothers or fathers would, would say when, uh, you know, at, at a certain point in their life if they're, if they're asking about grandchildren. So maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I tend to disagree with you guys here on the fact that the mother-in-law is out of line. Well, now, now back up, though. I, I don't – I didn't say the mother-in-law was. True. Beca- because all I said was she yeah. wasn't. You're right. Yes. You're right. But I you mean, guys, but could, you, yeah, could be a situation where no one is the asshole. Yeah, and I think it is. I think it's one of those things where there's not an asshole in the bunch. I mean, is her is her mother-in-law? You know, maybe that's just unfortunately part of of being you know in relationships and stuff. If someone is, if one family is more kind of crass in their way of joking than another family, but as far as the whole, she seems to be complaining about two different things. She's complaining about her mother-in-law saying these things that make her uncomfortable in front of people, but then they have a private conversation yeah. on the balcony, and she's... It, it almost seems like she's maybe uncomfortable with her situation, or maybe yeah. isn't quite sure what she wants to do, and she doesn't want to be questioned on it. You know what I mean? Or... 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 or um, there, there's also the language barrier situation that yeah. she so subtly uh, mentions there. If this were a... English to English conversation, maybe it wouldn't be so uncomfortable. But now yeah. we got the French to English thing that she said in her words, I'm still learning. Maybe she's not quite sure as to what mother in law is really saying. Yeah, I and get that it. makes her uncomfortable. Now, if the mother in law went into the crowded dinner party and starts gyrating her hips and mimicking the motion about when she says, get down to business. That might be something else. Well, but but again, I think that's a different argument. If you just want to say, "Hey, you're you're crass and you're embarrassing me with the sex talk in front of people," that, but that is true. That's a different argument than pressuring them to have it kids. Is. I just don't feel like the mother-in-law is pressuring her to have kids. I think she yeah. just simply asked. And again, I think that's I think that's normal. I mean, you know, just because you ask doesn't mean you're going to disown someone or hate someone because of of their choice. That is true. Right. So anyway. So, uh, Ms. Wilson agrees with Todd. She seems to be insecure about her decisions and looking for validation from the Twitter sphere. Yes. Very very succinct on that uh, description. So, I guess we all agree there were no assholes in this. No assholes. All right, here we go. Am I the asshole for questioning a job interviewer? 
I've, 19 female, been out of work for a while now. It wasn't much of an issue earlier as I'm a student and just focused on school, but I like to work this summer and part-time once school starts in the fall. I finally got a job interview at a chain retail establishment. The posting said it was for that specific location and said nothing about travel or different locations. It's near my house, which is perfect because due to medical, a medical condition, I can't drive. I either Uber, take the bus, or get a ride from one of my parents. I arrived and the interview started off strong. Then the interviewer started talking about one of the responsibilities being doing inventory once a month at different locations throughout the state. I could also be assigned shifts in other locations if they are short-staffed. One is doable, as there's a bus that I could take there. The others are 45 minutes to upwards of an hour and a half away. There's no way I could get a ride that far. Uber would be too expensive, and there's no public transportation that goes that far. I mentioned that was going to be a problem and explained why. The interviewer got a little snotty and said, I have no issue going in between stores and I've never had an employee who was. I said I understood and perhaps I wasn't the right fit, but I did point out, aha, you should put this in your job listing. I wouldn't have applied had I known this was a requirement. He repeated that he's never ever had someone say this was an issue. I said I didn't believe that was true. Even for people who drive, they're willing to drive 90 minutes each way, possibly a few days a week. If that location is short-staffed, no one has ever complained. He said, no, I was the first. I thanked him for his time and left the interview, knowing that, of course, I didn't get the job. I was talking about this with my parents, and my dad said that I was rude and I should have just let it go without harping on it. He said I ruined a good job opportunity. I pointed out, even if I hadn't questioned it, there's no way I'd be able to take the job. He said that I could have figured it out, and I never know who that person knows. I potentially shot myself in the foot here. Am I the asshole for questioning him? On the count of three, can we agree? Or not? Well, count to three, and we'll see. One, two, three. Yes. (laughs) Man. Hey, I like this. We're disagreeing. You 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 think she was an asshole for yes. questioning that? Yes, it's not her point to question how they put the ad in the in the. In the uh, she's not in charge of their uh, that department. I, I of their don't. Company. Uh, I, I, if I were interviewing for someone and they started scolding me on on what I should do to my job interview and stuff like that, they I mean, like her dad said, they don't know who she knows. You can't. I mean, you can't burn a bridge like that. Just say the job's not for me and walk away. Well, and then she called him a liar. She said, "I don't believe you that no one has ever complained about." It. You're saying, Eric, as a as a principal, if you were interviewing a teacher they, and they come in and started harping on you and telling you they don't believe you that you, I mean, you would you would be okay with it? Well, if if I said, "Okay, uh, I'm I'm posting here for a teacher," and say nothing about the fact, okay, by the way, you're going to be teaching here and also. Uh, over over in uh, Harrison, if they're short a teacher, uh, I would expect to be questioned on that. And someone say, hey, I didn't expect to be driving 90 minutes to another school to be teaching if they need a substitute teacher or whatever. I, I, I would not take offense to that. I'd probably say, well, you know what? You're probably see, right about that. I, I see that. I, I don't know that that's apples to apples, but I see that as a good argument. I, I just don't know. This is a, this is a, a retail job. Uh, this is something we don't know that the guy was in charge of the ad. You can't put every single detail in the ad. She says that the ad didn't mention traveling, but is is that something that is always in? You know what I mean? Like I just don't uh, know. Actually, yeah, I, I would say that it is. I'm a little surprised that you guys are okay with her travel. I'm, I'm surprised you guys are okay with her calling him a liar. 
again, why not just walk out of the interview and say, she said, I don't believe you. You're, I don't I don't believe that that's never, I mean, that's that's calling him a liar. Well, now, I, I think, again, you, you talked about the previous one making two different arguments. I think you're making two different arguments. I don't think she's an asshole for questioning that particular thing. She may be a dumbass well, for the, the, saying, hey, you're a liar, you know. The threat is called, am I the asshole, though? I mean, we got to use the, the term. I mean, I agree with her dad here. I'm on her dad's side. It was very unprofessional of her. She doesn't know if she burned a bridge. She doesn't know that who he, who this particular interviewer knows. She doesn't know. There, there's too many unknowns if she's wanting a job. Very simply, if, if there's something that you can't do, you don't argue with the job. You say, this, is, this isn't for me. Thank you for your time. And you walk out. I, I can't imagine there's not an etiquette breach there. I, well, maybe in her mind she was thinking, you know what, I'm trying to save you all some time. If you get other people in here and you're going to spring this on them and they're going to say, no, I don't want your job, maybe you ought to advertise it a little bit better so you don't get people in here and waste their time. Which which I can agree with that if it stopped there. But, you know. Well, but she said he got snotty. So, well, no one has ever questioned this. And yeah. So that invites snotty back to me. You know, I, like I said, if I were questioned on that, I'd say, well, you know what? You got a good point there. Mucus begets mucus. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. I just, I, I am not a believer in, she, she, she didn't gain anything at all by taking him to task about this again. And she, you, she wrote this. We don't know. We don't know what was left out. Well, the, the I mean, that's, that's the way it is with all these things. I mean, we yeah. get one side of the story, not the uh, extreme three sides of every story. But well, it's true. Every story it's has. True. I, uh, yeah, I, I said I, we're, we're disagreeing that, which is good for this this uh, topic. But I, it is. I am just old-fashioned, I guess. I just do not I'm, – I'm with her dad here. I don't believe she gained anything. I don't – she already knew she wasn't taking the job. I will there, agree there, there's she something, gained there's nothing. Something, she's 19 years old. She has to learn that getting the last word doesn't gain you anything. Well, and again, I think we're arguing assery versus dumbassery. You know, it's I think you're I think you're a dumbass for you know questioning like you did, but I don't think you're an asshole for questioning what was in the ad and what wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I I think I I think she crossed over assery when she started trying to outsmart him. You mean yeah. to tell me in 90 minutes uh, somebody's agreed that nobody's ever had a problem with driving 90 minutes? I think she was trying to outsmart him and try to make him look foolish. Well, I think that's where she turned into an asshole. Well, but again, what what was his demeanor in saying, well, no one has ever quit. I mean, yeah. he was putting on like, hey, you know, you're... If you're, he was bobbing his head like that, he... Yeah, given, given, <laughs> given the neck, you know. Like, <laughs> but, but, but it's not... But she said... I guess she does say. I was wondering when he got when she says he got snotty. Yeah, so she says he got snotty when she told him she was going to have a problem with that. But well, I, I don't think that was a good place for him to be snotty. Like, okay, you have a, you know, you have a problem with that? Okay, we'll just we'll just part ways and move on. He's the one that went said, well, no one's ever questioned this before. Blah blah blah. So he invited. The response that she gave, in my opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. Are we bringing you around? Are bring we bringing you around? 
No, not at all. I, I still think there is a <laughs> oh. profession. I, I am big on professionalism. I mean, as as, uh, so as, as, as I just do not believe that you ever stand to gain anything by going into a. It's their business. Going into it would be like going into someone's house and chewing them out for the way they decorate their house. That's their business. They can do it how they want. You have no right to go in there and. and, and what were you thinking with this green future? Shag carpeting. They, he may say, "Hey, we, we only have so many words we can put in the ad. We can't we can't put the whole description for you. You know that's why we do interviews uh, to, okay, to, well, to, to sift out what's going to the job's going to be." Let, let me let me flip the professionalism argument here. Flip it. So it. rub it down. Right. <laughs> um, was it professional of that business to not put that that piece of information in in the end so you you've you've invited people in to talk about the job you've now said okay you're going to be driving instead of coming to one location now you're you're putting in a situation where okay you're going 90 minutes away are we paying you mileage are we i mean there's a lot of things that go into driving places i understand so now, that, Eric, but but do you does every job that, that you does every job that's put out there put every single description of that what that person's doing? It didn't say in the job you will not be traveling. You will only be staying in one location. She just said that never mentioned traveling in the lo, in the in the job. Uh, the, most jobs that expect you to travel, it does say it must yeah. be willing to travel. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking at it's it like this. If, if he got snotty, he needs to work on his interviewing skills. There's no doubt about that. But I also don't think, again, it's a business. They can kind of do what they want to do, and you might not like it and don't work for them. But but I don't yeah. think it's up to you to call them out on it. I had an unprofessional interview. interview once. Um, I, it was my first year out of college, and there was I was interviewing for a job, and uh, the superintendent happened to be interviewing me, and he was an unprofessional jerk. He let people come in and interrupt the interview. And there was a student that had waved going by the window, and the student um, was on crutches. And he said, yeah, the boy had a motorcycle accident. It's like, oh, man, I'm, I've been there before. I had a dirt bike accident and ended up on crutches, too. And I swear, he looks like motorcycles. Are you some kind of hippie or something? <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> and I'm like, and how do you hippie. respond to that? And I'm like... You know, uh, I, I kind of went, uh, <laughs> you know, because I'm like that. That is unprofessional. And yeah. Again, but but you didn't tell him off. You didn't tell him that it was unprofessional. I mean, you just left. Yeah. You thanked him for their time or whatever. And again, I don't know that I. She just says he got snotty. And granted, all these are there's things missing in all of these. But yeah, you saying someone got snotty is your opinion. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. I, I just I don't know. I as a as a father, I I would side with his dad and say I, I you should have just you don't know what you, how many bridges you burned. You don't know what you did there. You know. I, so why 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 tempt it? But she's I think there is she's not way to go around on both sides. She's not experienced. No. I mean, I I don't think that she's an asshole who doesn't deserve to have a job. But you know, I just think that she needs to mature a little bit and realize that hey, you can't control how businesses run their business. No, I, I will stand with the she's not an asshole, she's a dumbass. <laughs> yes. Two, two different arguments. Yes. Yeah. All right, we uh, comments. We do have comments, uh, and this is back to the previous one. Joe says that they're in France, aren't they all assholes? And are proud of it. 
I like the Z. I like the use of the double Z there, Joe. <laughs> uh, Gary, not an asshole for questioning, but seems irrelevant if previous workers minded or not. And he goes on more of a disagreement on hiring strategy. Doesn't seem worth his time to be defensive either. They parted ways, and that is fine. And I'm fine with that as well. Uh, Sabrina, it wasted both of their time, but some managers and employers will try to pull one over on you and act like you should have known what they never put in writing. That's kind of where I'm at with it. But I will agree to that, that he should not have acted like... But it didn't say that. It didn't say that he acted like she should have known, which I I would definitely side with. He... He, he shouldn't you can't assume someone knows something that's not in the writing so I would agree to that point definitely alright uh, Howard says absolutely uh, Howard I don't know which absolutely you're going with there if uh, she is absolutely an asshole or absolutely oh, I don't know tell, tell us what you mean by absolutely uh, Sarah with us super late hello hi guys hello Sarah hey Sarah uh, Miss Wilson agrees with the dad I got my first job because I had a great interview in a district at the Defiant Superintendent used to be a principal. They passed on my name. And, Thank you, Miss Wilson. One opportunity and, leads to the next. You gotta. Yeah, again, asshole versus dumbass. Dumbass, keep your mouth shut. Not an asshole for questioning. Yeah. You know, hey, I I didn't know this was in the ad or not. Man. That's right. my take anyway. Uh, and Sabrina, but if I have to rent the house, that's another thing. Maybe I missed a part of the comment. Uh, Maybe I was part of this comment. Uh, You act like you you shouldn't know what they ever put in writing, but if I have to rent the house, that's a different thing. So, yeah. Uh, All right. So, let's get to a couple more lighthearted ones. I think I found two lighthearted ones here. Um, Here's one. Am I the asshole for shouting, I need to take an enormous SHIT on my sister's Zoom? A little bit of context. I, 19 male, my sister, 22 female, are still living with our parents because of the pandemic. My sister does Zoom meetings with her coworkers and boss. Zoom. I thought you said her zoo. No, my sister's Zoom. Zoom. Okay, gotcha. I went on a grocery store run when I started to feel nature's fury building up in my guts. (laughs) So I finished shopping and drove home in a desperate haze, every muscle clinching the dam shut. I sprinted to the bathroom to unleash Hurricane Brown. <laughs> In my rush, I tripped over the power cord of my sister's computer. She was sitting at her computer. She had mentioned earlier that she was going to be doing a Zoom call, but I completely forgot in all my encompassing in my all-encompassing need to use the toilet. Are you okay? She asked. I need to take an enormous shit, I responded. <laughs> and laughter erupted from her computer. I made it to the bathroom, and after I was finished, I came out to realize my sister was definitely on a Zoom call. Not really sure what to do, I awkwardly went into my, went to my room. She came up later and told me I'd embarrassed her and made her look unprofessional. I apologized and told her I didn't realize she was on a call, but she insisted that she told me earlier that she had a call, and besides, it's common courtesy to not shout about needing to take an SHIT. Uh, SHIT. My parents and I think it's not a big deal, but my sister is annoyed at me and making the occasional rude remark. <laughs> Why I might be... T.A.? She had told me she was on a call, and I... Oh, why I might be the asshole. Yeah, she had right. told me she was on a call, and I embarrassed her. I probably could have done more to apologize, and maybe it's a bigger deal than I realize, and I shouldn't think she's being petty. Am I the asshole? Uh, um, wow. Edit. 
edit and update. So I took your advice and again was apo- again apologized profusely to my sister and asked if there was anything I could do to make it up for her. Up to her, she forgave me, but said dinner might start to make up. Said dinner might start to make up for it. So I took her to her favorite restaurant and we're cool again. Thanks for the help, everyone. Aww. Aww. Can we uh, can we agree on this one? <laughs> Sis, you got to mute the mic first of all. If you're on the Zoom meeting, you have to mute the mic gotta until mute. you're ready to respond. Got to mute the mic. That's. Uh... But yeah, him running through the through the room screaming. That, yeah, I agree. He's that I have to conduct commerce. Yeah. <laughs> I have to conduct giant commerce. <laughs> <laughs> Large deposit in the vault. I think I, I I don't know that we're this is a disagreement. I I don't think he's an asshole. Um, I think that it, this is probably a, a, a situation where uh, uh, the whole idea of people working from home and people doing the Zoom meetings has been so hard for everyone to grasp, especially uh, young youngsters, especially people just entering the, the age of working and things like that. Um, I do I think it's something that probably he's he's 19, she's 22. They've lived at home their whole lives. He probably had yelled that a thousand times in that exact same situation and and this is my ultimate if you ever are in intestinal distress if you're in that mode and you bang your knee or you bang a part of your body on something it will it literally makes you like you 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 die for a split second like you, you literally so i think that had a lot to do with it he tripped scared himself almost shat himself so he just yells out so I, I can uh, well she did she did ask the question are you, are you okay he was not broadcasting said commerce until he was asked if he was okay he responded I guess don't ask questions you don't want to hear <laughs> right yeah, I, I don't think he's an asshole. I, I, I think he's young, and they're, and they're young, and it's just one of those. I sound like an old person. I'm forgiving everybody because they're I'm, I'm either blaming or forgiving based on I'm an ageist. Um, well, I mean, in no. the past minute and a half, you have used the word youngster. So yeah. Sound I, that whippersnapper. But I, I think it's, and I think it's about more, ready to soil himself. It, and here's another argument. Here's another argument. She, he says that he hears laughter erupt. They didn't. They weren't offended by. It. They thought it was hilarious. They laughed about. It. I think the sister needs. Think she needs to lighten up a little bit. I, it, it depends on context. Was it like it, like classmates doing a Zoom call for like a college project, or was she, you know, on a Zoom call with the CEO about the Nelson project? You know, <laughs> I, I, I it, there needs to be a little context, but. Um, my brother tripped over the cord but when he shouted out his intentions and what the problem was it would be a little bit embarrassing but yeah she needs to lighten up a little bit is it does it make it worse that he uh he he threw the adjective in there huge (laughs) i mean if he just would have said if he just (laughs) or even if he would have calmly explained himself well you see I had to take an enormous, you know what, and I tripped over your cord because you weren't being respectful and you had your cord stretched across the, ro- the, the room, you know, but but he just... I had no expectation of that cord being there. <laughs> All right. Anybody you, care you, to you chime in? You have blocked the way to my relief. Yes. yes we have, uh, 
we have comments. Uh, Gary, asshole for broadcasting the bodily function, just embrace it. And uh, Sabrina with the uh, acronyms YTA and NTA, you're the asshole, not the asshole. Yes. So, and that's our acronyms from now on. Uh, Sarah, people understand working from home, it's a pandemic. Blank happens. Uh, Howard, but he's an asshole. Happen. Or huge <laughs> ones happen. That's the question. Things of that nature can negatively impact one's employment. Yeah, I kind of, uh, Howard and I, I think we're in agreement with the last one, with the, uh, and we kind of part of ways, but I, if I go back to that, you're right. You're right, Howard. You've made me think, change my way of thinking. Um, I was going to say, yeah, you were arguing professionalism in the last one. And but well, like, but this, the only difference is she wasn't being unprofessional. I mean, that would be the only difference. You can't control the, the background. But yeah, he should have, I mean, he should have known better, but again, I mean, if you've been there and you and you have to go and you, I mean, think about it. He trips. He he could have went ahead and messed himself right there in, the, in mid trip. And you know, how, I, do you, how do you maintain how do you maintain professionalism when you're flailing and soiling at the same time? It, <laughs> but he's not expected to maintain professionalism because it's not him that's being judged professionally. I don't think it's fair. I would I would think it would be unfair for her superiors to get upset about that unless once again it was a Zoom call with the CEO about the Nelson project. She should have gone someplace where but, Yeah, it's almost you can almost say it's her fault a little bit because why was she right there doing the Zoom meeting? But again, I think the 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 disclaimer they they laughed. Everybody laughed. All, all bets are off when the hatch has been breached. <laughs> Fire in the hole. <laughs> uh, Jim Heron, she might be in her first professional job setting, doesn't want to look bad. Correct. I don't think she's wrong for being mad. I think that's that's two different things. Like all of these have been. She's right for being upset and being frustrated, but I still don't think he's the asshole. Sarah, if it was a super important meeting, she should have went somewhere with a closed door. Yes. I mean, if I had intestinal distress hit me right now, commerce needed to be conducted in the most urgent, quick ways. And I open my bedroom door and I go flying down the hallway and I am greeted by a cord that I don't expect to be there. You needed same day delivery. I mean, think about it. Essentially, <laughs> think about this. Think about right now. You have to go bad, enormously, as this guy would say. <laughs> And somebody has set up a damn tripwire right out, right, right in your path. Right. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, it's probably a good thing that's all he yelled. <laughs> probably so. I mean, it could have hurt and seen a lot worse. Well, fornications, I darn near soiled my breeches. <laughs> okay, okay, Brooks. <laughs> From Shawshank Redemption. Darn near yeah. soiled myself. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Miss Wilson, very simply, he wasn't. Yeah. NTA. All right. Uh, Howard, my wife worked from home for eight years, and every day was a Zoom meeting. She was responsible for, quote, a professional atmosphere, unquote, for her employer. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, and I think that for a lot of people the that were already working remotely, or who weren't already working remotely, I, I really, because I know with, with us, like, doing our lessons and stuff last last spring online, it was uh, it was something, you know, it was something to get used to and something that you're, when it's just oh. thrown at you. And we don't know, we don't know enough backstory here to know whether 
you know, she had been doing this a while, or this was like the first, did say the first time she had done it or something like that? I can't remember. True story. This year, the, 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 fir- the first time that we had to do a, uh, a Google Meet with my entire class, when we had a three-week shutdown, the very first one I clicked on, the camera started, and there is the, um, I'm looking at the, like, the anus of a cat. <laughs> the camera came on. That and old I'm chestnut. Like, and it, it, it's winking at me through the camera. And I'm like... <laughs> so oh, that- I almost had to put in my class raw rules, please do not put your pet's anus by the camera. <laughs> I mean... Well, I was going to send you guys this earlier. Um, if, you, if you Google uh, Twinkle Tush, they make a, a, a remedy for that. Uh, they make a remedy for that. It's a little jewel, like a little uh, tail necklace that hangs on a cat's uh, backside to cover its... Uh, <laughs> To cover its its anus. It's anus. It's anus. I'll, I'll send you guys the pictures, but um, it's felanus. The most the most disturbing picture, and I don't mean to be judgmental, but is one of those hairless cats. Um, a hairless cat's backside looks much more intense than a, than a, than a hair full cat. I don't know why anybody needs a butt bottle on their cat. (laughs) Because of what you just said. You just answered that yourself. How does that not become a mess in the litter box? You say you ask the same thing. What happens when they defecate? Uh, It becomes a mud flap. A pure mud flap. I would be way more disturbed I can't, I can't by, wait to see by the, the by the ruby of Angkor Wat staring at me encrusted into a cat's butt than the actual cat's butt. I'm guessing that if a cat hunches down, the, I'm, I'm guessing when it when it moves its tail, it maybe pushes the jewel uh, <laughs> that, away from said. Uh, that sounds like a euphemism. It said my cat's in the litter box pushing a jewel. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm. I, what disturbs me more than the appliance itself is whoever had to do the engineering on said appliance. Hey, like, how do we engineer this thing to work? Eric, I, I had another. I know we're, we're, we're pushing two hours. I had another one to read, but instead of reading it, can you real quick Google Twinkle Tush and maybe show the picture here so we can kind of. They can see where. And, and I hope you find the hairless cat because. That is something. <laughs> Twinkle tush, butt jewel. <laughs> says, give your cat's bottom some bling. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Find the hairless cat. You got to show the hairless one. Be careful Googling that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Uh, uh, so. Oh, we have uh, we have devolved greatly here. See so, what I mean? Uh, oh, that's a close up right there. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are the exclamation yeah, points for? <laughs> Look at the arc of that tail. It's like, wait. we get a load of this? Seriously, you, you wouldn't put exclamation points just after a cat's anus. Why, what is it saying? Oh my goodness, folks! <laughs> right there, Eric. I don't see the chain. What's, what's <laughs> how, how, yeah, exactly? How's that being held in place? What's holding up? What's holding that up? <laughs> it's a plug-in cat. <laughs> Cats are the proudest animals you will ever see. As the monarchs in the house. <laughs> Royalty shouldn't be seen walking around with naked butts. Well, tell that to them. They're the ones always showing it. Hello. Wow. My name is Ballerina the Cat. You made me remember me from such things as waking you up in the middle of the night and showing you my anus. I'm here to sell you reverse mortgages. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Wow, that, that, that went south. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't talking about Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, a few comments here. Uh, <laughs> oh, I bet there are. Uh, and Miss Wilson had said, uh, back to her prior AITA, she said he wasn't, but I think she just wasn't done typing what she... She said he wasn't at home when the call started, and she had informed him that she was going to be doing this call, so I'm assuming she's saying, yes, he is an asshole. Uh, Sabrina, I think, NTA, because it was a bodily function, he apologized sincerely right afterwards and then went the extra mile to further pay her back with dinner for embarrassing her and still being upset about it. Uh, and uh, Miss Wilson goes on to say he is an a-hole who shouts things like that anyway. Well, I, 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 play, I played the fifth. <laughs> uh, Howard, be dazzled. As our oh. conversation turns to our cat jewelry, <laughs> uh, uh, Sabrina laughs, but also a good bedazzled movie to be dazzled. Movie, right? Yes. Uh, uh, Sarah Brady wasn't one of your things that crystals make everything better, even a cat's rectum. Apparently, that's true. We had a one of your topics a while back was uh, savor crystals. <laughs> She's right. Sarah for the win. <laughs> Uh, Howard, be careful. Becky will see her search history and you'll have some explaining to do. Correct? Especially when you were talking about hairless, Todd. I, I could not do that. Uh, Sabrina, I feel like cat's pants would sell so much better. Okay, Sabrina, while, we have, while we're on this topic, is Sabrina still with us? Can we tell if she's still with us or not? Uh, I, I don't know. We need to bring up that graphic of how they would wear pants. Where they wear pants straight across the, you know what I'm talking about, to where the yeah. sets of legs were in them, or would they wear them where they only cover their back half? <laughs> we'll end it with that question because that's an important question. Uh, uh, here, here I'm being sending the, you guys uh, the hairless cats twinkle tush. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and for and for the final question, check your phones when you get a chance. Here, here's the uh, operative question. Yes, how right. would that cat wear pants? I like how they got they got an overweight cat. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I think it would have to be A because the uh, the purpose of pants is to cover the lower half of the body where commerce is conducted, uh, and those front paws are considered arms, not legs. 
Yeah. Me. I mean, well, that you... would only be if the cat's standing on its hind legs, though. I mean, if the cat's standing upright, but otherwise the bottom would be B. We are projecting our humanity on these critters, so it's got to be A. Eric, click on the one down there that has the cat standing upright in the. the... (laughs) (laughs) You had it above it. That's giraffes. Where where are we talking? It's a giraffe to giraffe. Over? Where you at? You see it? It's like a cat standing upright, and it's it's kind of uh, it's the third row, far right. Oh. There's, there's a. Can you click on it? And make it bigger. There's always that meme that has that cat looking over the snow mound and it says WTF is going on over there yeah. or something like this. Yeah. Oh, oh. I, I got I to gotta switch the, the, the tab. He went into a different tab there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where it is. It's... <laughs> Boy, that, you talk about something difficult to have a pair of bev overalls you have to unhook and slide your tail out of. Yeah. <laughs> it's Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. What have we devolved into? See, that oh, aging is a myth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Sabrina was still with us. She says only the back half. She says, I agree with you, Sabrina. I, I think it's, again, to cover up the area that does the commerce, which That's is the a back co- half. That's a great question, Sabrina. Where would a draft wear a tie? I say wherever the shirt collar ends. It's true. Yeah. So it, it would depend on whether it was a turtleneck. Maybe it's wearing well, a dicky, a giraffe dicky. And these are the types of questions you get answered on the Play It By Ear podcast. Well, it, would that, does that violate some kind of cosmic continuum? To have a giraffe wearing a turtleneck, that's a lot of animalia in one <laughs> sentence. I, I don't mean to laugh, but I just got to look at our, our, at our time up there, and I remember when we did the interview a couple weeks back, which, um, Eric, I don't know if you mentioned or not to, to our audience that we were going to be doing another interview. Uh, uh, no, I haven't yet. At some point. But anyway, if you caught in the interview, they said they like to keep their podcast at an, at an hour long. I don't. <laughs> that would be a fun thing for us to try to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, moving on. Yeah, really. Uh, okay, so uh, as we uh, round this thing out, uh, our audio episode will be released Friday morning uh, on most of the places you can find a podcast. You can find our audio version, uh, video, YouTube, and Twitch. 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 Uh, social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, you can interact by, via email, admin at playbyyearpodcast.com. And uh, those are the ways you can connect. Um, and a few more uh, comments here. The ASCOT gets held to the same standards, according to Sabrina. Uh, I haven't heard ASCOT connect. in a long time, yeah. ASCOT is definitely a 70s thing, I believe. GM uh, age is a number with you guys, and the number is 12. Actually, that, that may be a bit high. I was going to say, you... Uh, for God's sake, don't Google draft Dicky. Especially <laughs> hairless draft Dicky. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
for crying out loud, anything else for the good of the order here. No, let them go. Let them go. <laughs> they suffered enough. Go. Yes. Uh, all right. So uh, join us again next week. You'll get the invite on Facebook. And uh, you'll get the, uh, probably if you register for the email, you get the invite from a Google Calendar and email as well. So uh, look at our website and uh, sign up for the emails. Todd, take us out. Peace, guys. Oh, Eric, real quick yes. before you go. Yes. Yes. Um, we might want to mention that uh, the schedule may be changing in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. We haven't talked really about how we're going to plan that, but I will be out of town. Uh, um, it's vacation week. season. Yes, vacation season. Yeah. So I'll, I will be out of town the next two weeks. Um, obviously, these gentlemen are, are talented enough to do this without me, and I hope they choose to do that. If not, we'll oh, probably be releasing gosh. some sort of... Uh, some sort of uh, greatest hits type thing or something, or I may try to do one from Florida, but either way, we just want to let everyone know that to be looking out for an announcement about a change in the schedule for the next couple weeks. Keep an eye out on our social media. We will uh, keep you updated. Yes, sir. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.